So this past week, I've been watching a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot of crime, mafia, mob, drug lord documentaries. Because one, I love watching them. I'm not infatuated. I'm not like starstruck by it. I just like watching them because it's very informational. You really realize how much pull that these you know, mafias and mobsters and drug lords had in their heyday. But every story ends the same. Either they were brutally massacred or they were sentenced to a lifelong imprisonment. So literally like watching them, it was so crazy because I was like, okay, I've always heard about John Gotti. I always heard about the Gambino family. But I never really, like, went in depth about, like, the legit five families. The five crime families of the Mafia Underworld. So, we got the Bonanno family. Yes, Bonanno. We got Colombo, the Gambinos, the Genovese, and the Lucis. Okay? So, I was looking at them. And it was just so, like crazy because Giuliani the mayor of New York I think he's not I think he was the mayor of New York or general attorney for New York y'all uh Giuliani y'all know who Giuliani is that that last name alone is very iconic so he was basically the main Italian guy the Italian American guy that was like I'm gonna take these five crime families down and he did and he did. And it's so freaking crazy. So I'm just going to say, like, I love watching mafia and crime movies and stuff like that. Like, my favorites are The Godfather, Scarface. I love watching Goodfellas. I love watching Casino. I love the ones that are based off of actual true events. You know, that Hollywood likes to, like, you know, sprinkle with that Hollywood dazzle and shit, but I love the ones that are based off of true events, okay? Okay. Because those be the most crazy. You know, The Godfather really isn't based off of a exact true event, but it is based off of, you know, a story, a fictional story. But what goes on, it's not that far-fetched, you know? It is what goes on in the mob world to this day. So, that being said... You come to me on the day of the recording of my podcast and you guys wanted to get a fucking show. Well, you're gonna get a show. So hit that fucking intro.
what's going on everybody it's your girl Tasia Monet in the building like I'm always in the building cause guns go off when I enter the building who who remember that beat I want to see who really guns go off when I enter the building. Gun guns go off when I enter the building. Guns go off when I enter the building. Gun guns go off when I enter the building. When I enter the building. Okay, 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 okay. I just want to know who really remember that. Who remember that beat? Right. Cause that was that was the shit. That was the shit. Anyway, welcome to another episode of an AOS production. What's it called? What's it called, you may ask? Whatever you want it to be called, sweetie. Okay? Anyway, I want to get into local news. So, for anybody that is a Jersey native and anybody that has been in, you know, in the, like, you know, looking at the news frequently, then everybody knows about the 14-year-old girl that was missing Josiah Moore. Before I get into it, I'm glad she's safe. I'm glad that she is found. I'm glad that she is safe and sound. Point blank period, that's what I'm glad to hear. That's what I wanted. Okay? Okay. Now I'm going to talk about with this whole case for me something wasn't adding up something was making me squint and give it a side eye and be like huh hmm hmm you know it was like it was one of those cases where it was a thing that made you go hmm so again I'm glad she's safe and sound my issue is more so with the mother, okay? And when I say issue, I mean, like, my concern is more so with the mother. So, according to the Grio, um, like I said, she's been found. So, I'm going to, you know, read this article. I'm going to be faster this time. I ain't going to take up a whole lot of time because I know, I don't know if y'all like me reading articles and shit because if y'all wanted to... You know what though, but a lot of times I don't think I don't think a lot of people like to read anymore. I think they read cuz they have to. Bring back the fun in reading. I like reading to y'all. It's like story time with Mother Goose, okay? Anyway, so Jamie Moore, the mother of Josiah Moore, who disappeared for nearly a month, was arrested and charged with two counts of child endangerment on Friday. So, this is where the story got fishy to me. Because it's like, okay, so right after your child is found, you get arrested for child endangerment on two counts? Something don't add up. Something something not adding up. Something went wrong. Something is funny with this picture. Because if a parent is looking for their child... If a parent is searching high and low for their kid, I highly doubt they would be charged for child endangerment. But in this case, as we see, it's a possibility. So Essex County prosecutors accused the mom of neglect and physical abuse after Josiah was found in New York City on Thursday. 
Moore is facing two second-degree child endangerment charges, each of which carries a maximum 10-year prison sentencing and fines up to $150,000. Before I go even further, Josiah was missing nearly a month ago. So I thought she went missing October 28th. Come to find out she... Today, if she wasn't found this weekend, she it would have been a month since she was missing. Um, and Josiah, she went missing on October 14th. If I keep saying Josiah and Josiah, my eldest niece's name is the same way as hers. It just doesn't have an H before the Aya, if you get what I'm saying. Like, hers is Josiah. This girl's name is Josiah. So, it's kind of, it's, I'm a, I'm gonna try my best. Anyway. So, like I was saying, before she went missing, apparently she went to the store. Her mother sent her to the store. And 14 years old, reasonable age to send your child to the store. She's a teenager, reasonable age. She sent her to the store. And I guess Josiah lost the EBT card. And, you know, that old ass saying that most old school parents use that really will not work in their favor in this day and age (laughs) you not coming home without that card you get what I'm saying they'll be like oh well you can't come home without your house key you can't come home unless you have a b and c with you right right so the mother had told her you not coming home unless you have that ebt card and Josiah basically just said you know what I'm through and she proceeds to run away and go to New York. So the New the New Jersey mom's 3-year-old son has since been removed from her custody according to prosecutors. Okay, so she went missing after running errands at a local deli in East Orange. Community-wide efforts to find 14-year-olds spanned from several search parties, including one with the FBI, to a two-week series covering the teen's disappearance on PIX11 News called The Missing. Now, this is another thing. There's plenty of people, plenty of children that are missing. And with this one, I'm like, oh, shit, the FBI is getting involved. This is serious. PIX11 is covering this child's story. This is serious. You know? And I was just like, okay. It's serious enough. And then how I looked at it even more, I was just like, still squinting my eyes. Like, something just don't seem right. Because if you are from EO, right? Or if you've been around EO, You know that Central Avenue and East Orange got cameras out the ass. It don't matter where exactly you're at. They have cameras. Okay? Literally, the liquor store that's right there by South Clinton, cameras. Across the street, the chicken shack, the beauty supply, cameras. Everywhere. Even the fast food joints. The McDonald's, cameras. And, and... Even if they didn't have cameras, cops are over there 24-7 like a swarm of flies on fruit, okay? Now, there was something that also came out before I continue reading. There was also something that came out that she was supposed to testify 
against her stepfather, who was a cop. So that's what really made people believe, like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is serious. Oh, my God, you know, maybe this had something to do, like, maybe the stepfather had something to do with it. Come to find out, the stepdaddy ain't have nothing to do with it. I don't know how that narrative have came had had came out. I don't know how that narrative was spun, but it was spun and and everybody ran with it. Now again, I'm just like, okay. All right, but ears to the street, my eyes is on you. So, um the Essex County Sheriff Armando Fontoros Crime Stoppers program even offered a 20,000 reward for any information leading to the safe return of Jashia. Now, this is another put like this the extent they went through. And which I'm happy they went through this extent because it showed that they actually wanted to make an effort. But then when it comes to find out she's back, it's crickets. You really think, like, wait a minute. Like, wait a damn minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We were searching for her. We were trying to find her. We were all in a worldwide sh- um, sh- search for her. There were literally ships to find this girl. Now once she's found this cricket, you don't want to tell us nothing? But she didn't have to tell us nothing because her getting arrested for child endangerment said it all. Just saying. Then she said, I feel like somebody, well, who said this? Oh, the sheriff. He said, I feel like somebody may have her against her will and that's why she hasn't called me. Oh, her mother said this. She felt like somebody may have her against her will and that's why she hasn't called me. This is said more to ABC News on Wednesday after her daughter had been missing for almost a month. She told Pix11 that her daughter lost... Now, this is the team. She told Pix11 that the mother, that her daughter lost the family EVT card during a trip to the deli, went back to retrieve it, and never made it home. The concerned mother said she then tried to retrace Jashia's steps to find her and the card. However... Another family member said that Moore got very angry and cursed at the girl. Again, like what I said, if you don't got that card, don't think about that's that old school mentality. Now, my parents never did that. Okay, they never did that. They would get mad at me, but they never did that. But I do know of friends I've had in childhood and people I've met. They all went through you not coming home unless you have this with you. Don't even think about coming home unless you can find the such and such. Looking back on it now, if you said that, really think about it. If you really were to say that to your kid, and other than this situation, your child really ended up going missing, how would that make you feel? And another thing, I'm like, you still searching for that EBT card? It'll take weeks for it to come in the mail, but you're still searching for it. Fuck the EBT card. Where's my daughter? Things that make you go, hmm. So, and 
anonymous person spotted Josiah near West 111th Street and Lenox Ave in Harlem. How did the child get to Harlem? I don't know. How did the child get... Like, really think about it. How did the child... How was the child able to get to New York? A 14-year-old at that? I don't know. The teen had cut off her braids and told the Good Samaritan no when they asked if her name was Josiah. Once taken to the police precinct, she revealed her identity and said that she was she had not been happy at home. Officials report that the girl traveled by herself to New York and spent time in a Brooklyn homeless shelter. They said that she seemingly didn't want to be recognized or found. The girl was then evaluated at a New York hospital and was reportedly in a good physical condition. Um, her, then the mother says, I fell to my knees. I was so happy. The mother said that the police never issued an Amber Alert for her daughter, although those alerts are normally reserved for kidnapping cases. Steven says that Josiah was not registered in school after the family moved from Irvington to East Orange. And Stevens is the prosecutor, um, adding that the, who basically said the girl wasn't abducted, but she ran away. So as you can see, it was a broken home and the girl obviously ran away. My thing is, I'm disappointed in how everything unfolded. I'm glad the girl is safe. Now her and her brother, which is unfortunate, they are in the DIFA system. Hopefully a family member is watching the both of them. Um, I don't know exactly when they moved to East Orange from Irvington. However, your child was not enrolled at school. She's 14. She was not enrolled in school. Things that make you go, hmm. So as you can see, it was a very... From what's being told, it wasn't the perfect home. And now, I hope the mother wasn't using this as a ploy to get more than what she bargained for. And um, that's all I have to say on the case about Mr. Shia Moore. Okay? Okay. On to the next one. I love Britney Spears. Like, I love Britney Jean Spears. Okay? I love me some Britney Jean. Point blank period. I love me some Britney Jean Spears. And 14 years of being under conservatorship from her family who will what? Baby girl is finally free. I couldn't be more happy for her. I couldn't be more excited for her. I am so happy that she is free. Now, 14 years, 
13, 14 years of being under her conservatorship. So let's do the math. So she's been under conservatorship since her 2020, her 2007 meltdown that she had. Let that shit sink in because when you really think about it, it's so upsetting. And it's just like the things she went through at that time period. Granted, baby girl was still putting out hits. I don't care. Demi Moore was a bop. Blackout was a bop. Circus was a bop. Womanizer was a bop. <laughs> she was still putting out them hits. However, while she was putting out them hits, her father, who was basically in charge of her conservatorship, would have her perform on her, at her Las Vegas shows. And she would have, like, literally 102 degree fever. Like, her song, Slave For You, that, that song was really, like, an exact example of what her father and her family did to her. Imagine you're Britney Jean Spears. Like, it's Britney, bitch, right? Right. And you're that girl, right? Right. And... You sit up there, and the people that you're supposed to trust, the people that are supposed to have your back 110% are the ones that's doing you dirty. When Britney came out with her, I don't want to say a plea, I don't know the correct legal term, but when Britney spoke, I'll say that, when Britney spoke, about her time under the conservatorship. She could not have um, children. She was with her boyfriend for a good minute now. I think about like three and a half, three and a half years almost. Um, her father put her on a birth control and IUD so she couldn't have kids like she wanted to. Brittany's about to be 40, December 2nd. Remember that. So, wanted to have kids. Um... She couldn't she couldn't have a say so in what the hell she wanted to do ever since her 2007 meltdown. Think about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> but it's so sad that she went through that and it's crazy. So, I'm going to read a little bit from the article New York Times. Because she's free, bitches. Brittany is free. And she's coming, honey. Okay? And before I even go in any further, before I even read the article, this is true shit. They would have her... You know how some people... I forgot the exact term of it, but it's the term of where people... They, they make you sick when you're not actually sick. Like the, um, like the mother-daughter thing. Dee Dee Blanchard. So y'all know how with Dee Dee Blanchard and her daughter Gypsy. If y'all don't know, watch it on Hulu. It's freaking insane. So Dee Dee Blanchard would make her daughter sicker than what she truly was just so she could take care of her. That makes sense. Okay. So what... Like, you know, basically make her take certain pills, make her believe that she was act that she actually needed these type of medicines to stay healthy. 
whole time she never had anything wrong with her. Right. So in Britney's, when Britney spoke, she was basically saying how she would, they were get, they would give her these prescriptive pills. So Britney's words, they would give her these prescriptive pills so that when the judge or with anybody would ask her, hey, are you sure you're good? She wouldn't be able to answer due to the fact they gave her so many. They basically doped her up so much that she wouldn't be able to defend herself. So that way they could have control over her money and her conservatorship for a whole lot of years more than they should have. Okay? Bullshit. How dare they? I'm so glad she's free. I'm so glad. I'm so happy. I really love me some Britney Spears, y'all. Y'all don't understand. Like, she was that girl. Okay? And she's still doing her Las Vegas shows. But now, now, she has control if she doesn't want to perform or not. I'm so happy for Brit. Extremely happy. So let me go into this article. Okay? As they start off, nearly 14 years, nearly... 14 years after a Los Angeles court deemed the pop sensation Britney Spears unable to care for herself, stripping the singer of control in nearly every aspect of her life, a judge ruled on Friday to end the conservatorship that Miss Spears said had long traumatized and exploited her. The conservatorship of the person in the state of Britney Jean Spears is no longer required. Shout out to Judge Brenda Penny. The conservatorship is hereby terminated. So, on to this motherfucker who was popping all that good shit. Mr. Spears was good. Jamie, James P. Spears, Mrs. Spears' father, who is known as Jamie, first petitioned the court for authority over his adult daughter's life and finances in early 2008, citing her very public mental health struggles and possible substance abuse amid a child custody battle. What began as a temporary conservatorship was made permanent by the end of the year. So, for those who don't remember, it was her 0708 meltdown. And she was with a uh, Federline's bitch ass. <laughs> um, she had two children by him. She was going through a custody battle. She publicly shaved her head. She was breaking windows of reporters because she wanted to be left alone. If you really see those pictures and you really see, you really saw how a pop princess and how a celebrity can crack. And it's really, and the jokes that everybody made, the, the jokes, the jokes that everybody poked fun, everybody was poking fun at how she was and how she was acting. And looking back on it now, Britney really could have been out of here 14 years ago. That meltdown really could really could have led to a OD. That meltdown could have led to something way more than what it was, but she's still here. She's still here. She's still here. That's what I was saying. So since then, the conservatorship has governed both the big business of Britney Spears and the day-to-day -day reality of the woman at its center, 
covering her medical care and personal life while putting her back to work as a lucrative performer in Las Vegas and beyond. Once called a hybrid business model by the former estate conservator who worked alongside Mrs. Spears' father for years, the setup entered into professional contracts on behalf of the pop star, vetted her friends, visitors, and boyfriends, dictated her travel, and logged her every purchase down to a drink from Starbucks. Basically, the conservatorship, Britney could not do anything. Anything. And I'll read this again. It had... It, the setup entered into professional contracts on behalf of the pop star, vetted her friends, visitors, and boyfriends, dictated her travel, and logged her every purchase down to a drink from Starbucks. And it also drew questions from Mrs. Spears' increasingly invested fans and outside observers who asked why an active global celebrity and working musician was in an arrangement typically reserved for people who cannot feed, clothe, or shelter themselves. That being said, this conservatorships are mainly for people who are, like, unable. So, say if Britney was paraplegic and she could not maintain or do, or she needed somebody to take care of her in that sense to a point she could not do anything herself, for the most part, that's when a conservatorship happens. However, Britney was able to still do what she needed to do. Look, after 2007, Britney gave us some bops. Be real. Seriously. I digress. So, Mrs. Spears, in her first extended public comments on the conservatorship... She basically said, I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work. The laws need to change, Mrs. Spears, 39, said at the time, explaining that her previous silence had been the result of embarrassment and fear. I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. I don't feel like I can live a full life. And she couldn't. She couldn't. She wanted to have children. Her father said, nope, you're taking this IUD up your shit. Like, really? Wow. All I can say... So, she responded to the ruling on social media Friday. Good God, I love my fans so much. It's crazy. She wrote, adding some emojis. I think I'm going to cry the rest of the day. Best day ever. Praise the Lord. Can I get an amen? Amen, Miss Girl. So, I'm so super happy that Britney Spears is no longer under her conservatorship. She is free from her pitiful excuse of family that she had their reigns she's no longer attached to them hopefully this new man she want to get with is the right man okay because we don't need a fucking repeat of fetter line that shit that shit was disgusting okay jesus christ like let him be a better man than justin timberlake and fetter line please anyway on to the next one you putting out new music the girls are putting out new music the girls are putting out new music the girls are putting out new music 
so first off i want to say congratulations to miss summer walker herself like i already talked i already gave y'all a whole 30 minutes on that all right the album was good coming soon i hope now that she's in a better headspace for the most part that she is going to give us a much better well-deserved tour like we deserve and like she should give us because the last one was not giving but this one should give what it's supposed to give i mean that miss girl check that anyway um another one of the girls that are putting out new music is miss chloe bailey herself as y'all know i talked about the releasing well the soon to be released and soon to be announced her first debut album um i'm excited i'm excited both of the girls can sing her and hallie they can sing girl they can sing now she put up a little snippet of her new song and i'm gonna call it flex because she's basically flexing on it and i want to play it just a little bit because i can because yeah Chloe, let's be honest. She is a young artist in the game. Young artists are very much deserving to try new things. Artists, period, are noted to try new things. I mean, think about it this way. Yeah, we're, like I said, they cooking her up to be the next Beyonce. They are. They are. They are, guys. I'm just saying. They are. Because... We're used to Chloe harmonizing with her sister. We're used to her vocals. We're used to her singing. We're used to all of that. Cool. But as an artist, she has the right to switch it up once in a while. I mean, think about it. When we heard Beyonce start really rapping, then it was sing rapping. But when we really started hearing her rapping, like on Feeling Myself and Flawless, Come on now. Not everybody was here for that either, but it grew on us because it was like, all right, we fuck with this because it was something new and different from her usual. Right, right. And she also released another snippet on Instagram, which, you know, I love R&B vocals. I love it. The song was cute. The flex song, it was cute. I was here for it. It's a little, I'm starting on my ex shit. You know, I'm like, I'm that bitch recognize and i understood that i got the memo it's clear the check is cleared honey it's deposited it's in the bank 
it's in the bank account. But with this one, this is the one I'm really um, excited to hear. From what I can tell, I'm going to call this one Worry About Me, but I'm really here for it. for that one but I'm an R&B girl as well as a hip-hop girl but I like when the R&B girls just do R&B and I love when the hip-hop girls just do hip-hop however it's always nice to dip and dab in different aspects of the music game so be on the lookout for that um Coyle Ray also has new music coming out recently happened and you had Roddy Rich there you had Rico and Doja Cat you had Kendrick Lamar there Kendrick we waiting on new music baby you just leaving us dry J. Cole even put some shit out where's your shit huh where you at Ken mm, shame anyway so I saw a video the other day and my girl before even the day in Vegas shit she opened up for Playboy Cardi and what made me upset was they were booing Rico. They booed her for Cardi. Cardi's eye. Okay? He's cool. However, I'm like, if you like Cardi, why don't you fuck with Rico? Really, really, like, really think about that. So, what I don't like is that how my girls Rico and Doja Cat aren't getting the proper accolades that they deserve. Is it because they're more alternative? Is it because they're more outside the box thinkers? Shit. Is it because their bodies are natural? No tea, no shade. But I'm saying. So, because when people overlook them, I'm like, did you really listen to them? Or did you just overlook them because of how they look? And their style is not your taste. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, eh. (laughs) So, for the most part, when I think about it, I'm just like, I don't really understand it. I personally don't, but... Rico and Doja deserve all their flowers, okay? Doja Cat and Rico do sell out their shows. Regardless if they're not mainstream or not, trust me, well, 
regardless if Rico isn't mainstream, because Doja Cat is mainstream, they sell out their shows, they put in that work, they do their work, they do their due diligence, and literally, they, they put on. Honestly, like, Rico has bars for days, and her style is really influential, just saying, as well as Doja Cat, Doja Cat's an entertainer, period. Doja Cat can give you a show, and she could really make the girls come running to the stage. Like, seriously. So, I just want my girls to get more respect and more accolades, because they really are doing the damn thing. Like, seriously. And they've been in the game for a while now. Independent or not, they've been in the game for a minute. Okay? Okay. Next up, I'm going to talk about... Child, Big Sean still hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. Um, so there was a little podcast snippet for only receiving a $15,000 advancement when he was in good music. Now, if y'all don't remember, good music had a good lineup. Had a good lineup. Kanye West was doing so when he put together good music, but he wasn't doing right by the artist. That's why that shit never persevered. That's why that shit faltered. It's really why we really just got good music from Tiana Taylor. Not saying just, just, but I'm saying we should have got good music from, like, we should have been, had Tiana Taylor on our radars way before 2017, way before 2018, 2019. Good music came out 2013, y'all. Mercy came out, I believe, 2013. You know? So he's still mad about that. Um, also, nine years ago, The Weeknd's trilogy literally became like the shit. Like, it, it, it really became the whole ass vibe for a lot of you motherfuckers, okay? I think I think when Trilogy came out, that's when a lot of people started popping pills. I'm not even trying to be <laughs> I think that's when a lot of people was interested in drugs. I'm not even gonna hold you a lot. I'm just not gonna... Because The weekend was definitely in some, in some depressive-ass shit. He was releasing out some good music, so... You know, you got high for this, what you need, house of balloons, coming down, the knowing, life of the party, wicked games, the birds part one and two, echoes of silence. Nine years ago, that came out when I was a freshman in high school, 2012. Crazy as shit. And when I tell you that album, it's a compilation album, but that shit still hits to this day. If you just want to vibe out, shit still hits. I also want to give a shout out 
to my mother, Kimberly Denise Jones. Because it has officially, officially been 25, 25 años, okay? 25 years of her debut album. And she is still on everybody's list to this day. Happy birthday to the hardcore album by Lil' Kim. We talking about bops like not tonight. We talking about drugs. We talking about crush on you. We talking about no time. We talking about big mama thing. And my favorite, we talking about queen bitch. Kill a nigga for my nigga by any means, bitch. Murder scene, bitch. Clean bitch. Disease free bitch. Check it. Shouts out for little Kim still being on the radar 25 fucking years later. This is her silver anniversary for hardcore. I am extremely happy and excited for her because she deserves every bit of it. 25 years of hardcore. Did your fave ever get past five? I'm just saying. Anyway, on to the next shit. So for this segment, I know I usually shout out Jersey artists as in rappers or singers, but this time when I say artists, I mean everybody. So I'm going to shout out the designers, the dancers, the stylists, (laughs) the wholesalers. I'm laughing because I'm a mess. So first up, I'm going to shout out my girl, Nay. Her IG tag is Nay Designer Official. Designer with a Z. It's Nay Designer Official with an underscore at the end. So, I have a, she has a special place in my heart. One, because her talent is unmatched. Like, when I tell y'all, I've never seen, and I've worked with her before, twice. I've never seen her, like, i never seen a stylist or a designer really, excuse me. i never seen a designer in front of me go ahead and just fix it up right then and there and just send me on my way. Meaning... When I first got my first ever birthday outfit from her. And she's going to do it again. She just doesn't know it yet. We're going to have a talk. We're going to do measurements. And she's going to do my 25th birthday outfit. Because it's a done bun. Okay? Right. So, she's going to do my 25th. And when she did my 21st, it was a Versace fabric. And she just did, it was exactly what I wanted. I looked good that day. I had on a Nay Designer official. Nobody could touch me that day. So if y'all want her to, if y'all want to hit her up on designs for your own like customs and shit, hit her up right now. It's about to get cold. If not, it is cold already. Okay, hot to me is 70 and up. I don't play with that 60 degree shit because from 60 you could go right down to 50, okay? Anyway, um, 
she is right now releasing her bubble coats. It's a limited amount. Please get them. Her bandana bubble coats are the shit. They're really the shit. And how she does them, it's not... You can tell when she does them and how she does them. It's in a really good texture. They look really good. They look amazing. They don't look chopped. She takes her time with them. Like, she's a designer that can actually call herself a designer. No tea, no shade. Just saying. Um, so, shouts out to Nay. Another one I want to give a shout out to. I've known this girl since we were in... We never went to the same school until I went to high school. But she went to the school that was right around from my elementary school. And I'm talking about Miss Lala herself, Miss Lauren Hill. She has her fashion blog, which I do look into to look at the latest fashions and to get her insight because she's really good at what she does. And she goes by stylist Lala Too Dope on Instagram all together. No no underscores. It's literally stylist Lala Too Dope. That's it. Okay. Um, so what she does, she chats about fashion. She puts up the latest fashion. She's also a stylist. She also is starting to design her own clothes like she's been doing, but... She's also trying to do work and trying to make her clothes pop and come to life. She's always styled the girl. She styled me once. Um, and her looks back up to what she talks about, if that makes sense. Like, she, I give credit when credit is due. She is one of the girls. She is the girls that we came to see. Okay? If you want your latest updates on fashion, like, I swear, if she does not get to me Andre Talley... Fuck Anna. Excuse me. But if she does not get to meet Andre Tally, I'm, I'm going to gag. And when she does meet him, I'm definitely going to gag. Because I'm going to be like, ah, ah. <laughs> Shouts out to her. I am just super proud of her. If you want to contact her, she's very easily to contact. She's been in charge of her modeling agency. She has her own thing going on. Super proud. Super, 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 super appreciative of her. Because how else would I know what the girls are up to, honey, with fashion? I go to her. I don't go to nobody else. Seriously, I really don't. Next up, we have my girl who's a fucking unicorn and who's a fucking mess at times. But I love her so fucking much. (laughs) I'm talking about Brie. And she has her page, Crystals by Brie. It's a black-owned business. She's available Monday through Friday. And she sells all she sells crystals to the girls. Okay? Me personally, I'm not big into the crystal thing, but I've always been intrigued by them. I just never knew how to get them. Like, you know, not not get them, but I never really knew the purpose. However, after buying a few of her crystals, I actually do see the purpose now, you know? I just don't boast about them. Meaning, I don't boast about me having crystals. But I do boast about, if you want to get some crystals, go to Crystals by Brie because she does them. And they're really good prices. She has her website up. It's Crystals by Brie as well. Like, she has them all. She has handmade crystal chip necklaces. They're only $8, y'all. They're only $8. Like, her prices are legit, like, 
not that expensive. Um, her strawberry quartz point strawberry quartz crystal towers are five dollars. Her crystals range around like give it like five to probably like twenty. And depending on how many you want, that's you know what it's gonna be. So like her amethyst crystal cup clusters are fifteen dollars. Um, she does mystery boxes for ten, which is not a bad deal. I love her evil eye bracelets, and they're they're each nine dollars. Her waist beads are four. She really does a good job with her selling tactic. So if you want some crystals. Literally hit up Crystals by Brie. She does shipping and she also does delivery. Delivery is more. Well, no. Well, yeah, of course shipping is more, but she also does pickups as well and stuff like that. If you guys want some crystals. Next up, I'm shouting him out because he did his damn thing at the Millennium Tour. You know how if you're at a concert and they be trying to say, like, oh, who could sing? Who really could sing out there? Dara? And this is Mr. Byron Freeman. (laughs) Okay, we didn't chit-chat a lot or at all in high school. But he always had an impeccable talent with the voice and with his dancing skills. And I've been so proud of him. I followed his journey from once he graduated up till now. I'm just super proud of him. Words can't explain it. I love his dancing videos. The, the boy could dance. The boy could dance. I gotta stop playing and really get my fat ass one of his dancing classes so I could dance my ass off too. I wanna dance, okay? But yes, he has the Be Free Foundation. And it's basically adult dance courses. And it's an NJ and NY studio. And you can literally book him online. Like, when I tell you it's fun, I see his videos, the girls, they have fun, he has fun, it's all a fun, loving experience in the name of dance. So you better do the damn thing and keep dancing and singing, Mr. Byron Freeman. This one's just for you, okay? Better work it. You better work it. Alright, and just one more. So, for me... Like I said, this one is just for the people who are the dancers, the designers, the artists, everything else. I always don't do just rappers and stuff. If you need a custom fit, if you need to be styled for something, if you need your crystals, if you need something, I will shout you out in the name of New Jersey. Get that through your head. All right? All right. And one last person I'm going to shout out is my fam. So... Everything, Maj, M-A-H-J. When I tell y'all, if y'all know me personally, I need my clackers to be done. Every time. I cannot go a day without my clackers. I just can't. I I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And every time somebody asks me, oh my God, who does your nails? Literally, I'm not even trying to catch. She's just that good. Oh my God, your nails are so pretty. Who does them? My cousin. And she does travel. She does a very good job. She's very, very professional. She takes her time. She does it very well. I can't, I really could go on and on about how well she does her nails. Um, To book with her is very simple and easy. She has a link in her bio. If anything, you could contact and book her right then and there. I'm super happy for her. 
Um, she's literally been my nail artist ever since. Because, you know, when you go to the shops or whatnot, you go to them and it's just like, oh, they nickel and dime you for everything. She doesn't do that. She's very professional and she gives you reasonable prices for what you want done. Right? Right. So that's all I have to give a shout out to for the Jersey artists of this segment, y'all. Thanks for tuning in for that. And I'm going to leave you off with Tasia's word. to end this episode off with Tasia's word. Y'all know how Jerry Springer does it with like Jerry's word of the day after having all these motherfuckers fight on his fucking show and he think we really about to listen to him with his fucking word. Yeah. This isn't that. But if y'all want to listen to it, y'all free to go ahead. My word of the day is when something is done and something can no longer be brought back from once it came or things can never be the same after they're done you have to move on it'll take years and months but it'll only eat you alive you have to keep moving forward you guys because like I say in all my things when you make a person the main character of your life they're gonna shine more than you and you're gonna be the one looking like a total mess so my word to you is stay strong Keep your head held high. Keep doing what you need to do. So that way when the time comes for you to stand up and put your shoulders back and your head high, you know what to do. You don't look back. You don't look to your side. You keep moving forward. Because trust me when I tell you, that will be the one thing you will always thank yourself for. You will definitely appreciate yourself in the future. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate it. Share with your friends, your family, anybody who wants to hear a 24-year-old talk their shit. Anybody who just wants to hear this sexy voice. I know it's not that sexy, but it, you know, it's sexy to me. All right? Um, tune in next week for another episode of What's It Called. Okay, so I bid y'all adieu and have a good one. And remember, episodes are now going to be premiering on Monday instead of Friday. I want y'all to tune in to me earlier in the beginning of the week than at the end of the week before the weekend. So, thanks for tuning in, you guys. I love you guys so much. Kisses, smooches, bye.